Welcome to the Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about denominations. Some people love them, some people hate them, and some just simply don't pay attention. Fuller, you ready to not be a Baptist anymore? Let it go. What's shaking, Fuller? What's going on, Mark? Bro, I am so excited. I'm so excited. You know why I'm so excited? Why is that, brother? Well, we should be excited because we are podcasting and it is still light outside. Not only that, but we're podcasting when like the world is falling apart around us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be laughing because literally the world's falling <laughs> apart, but it's like, you know, we're under travel advisories. We're under all these various yeah. different things and they've limited the groups of people from... 250 so our church was like huh, we're 225 let go and then the next then week it's like, like 50 10 and then 10 <laughs> and then they're like sorry so, sorry six so but yeah so so this, for this families is, like the smith kids one of them's gotta go <laughs> if, if they do i i call dibs i'll take eli i got i'll work say to i'm do. like i'll take eli i got some work to do that's my <laughs> thought too i'm like no all the love to you hannah and jessica and caroline if you listen to aaron i know you don't really care but eli if you ever get kicked out of your house, we got projects. We for got you. put you to work, so we're we're good to go. But Eli, he's an avid listener. There was yeah. one time I don't know if I've t- told you about this, but he uh, he cleans the church actually about once a month or whatnot, and he was cleaning the church and then talking to someone, not paying attention. All of a sudden, I go, "Hey, Eli, you listening?" And it like snapped him back into attention, and he's right. like. Dude, that wasn't cool. <laughs> so Eli, start attention. listening now. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. But hey, so a lot of yeah. things have happened. We dropped that bonus episode on COVID-19, yeah, the coronavirus. That would have been a couple weeks back. But yeah, yeah, we dropped that bonus episode and uh, things have changed quite drastically since then, at least at the time of a time recording. of recording. Who knows what it's going to be like here over the next When you guys are listening to this weeks, now, man. I mean, this is a couple weeks out from when we are recording and... Uh, could be better, could be worse. We don't really know, but we're leaving it in the Lord's hands. That's it. That's it. And, you know, I was looking to see what other countries were doing all around the world just to see how they were figuring this out. And there's actually a lot of hope coming out of it. Like China shut down a lot of their uh, coronavirus facilities that are tangling these people. England, actually, they didn't quarantine anybody except the old people. And if you're high risk, they say, if you are high risk, stay away, like right. take care of yourself, protect yourself. But for the sake of economy and everything else, we can't just shut the world down, which the USA is like, hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just one of those crazy things. But honestly, dude, I mean, we're we're Christians. We don't have to fear the things of this world. Right. We can yeah. rise above it, you right. know? So, but that doesn't mean we can't be prudent. We can't be wise. Yeah. We can't, take, you know. Take precautions. We all know the scripture, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Uh, we don't want to go out and be licking handrails because that's a form of temptation, you know. It's, Especially for a three and four year old. So <laughs> just take precautions for yourself. Uh, you know, hand washing, everything we talked about in that bonus episode. I'm not going to go over. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb, man. Anyway, yeah. So, well, uh, anywho. So before we get in, we got a couple couple uh, housekeeping things we got to do. Oh, One is first, you got to tell us about what we're drinking tonight, bro. Tonight, you know, we've said this how many episodes now. We're still yep. drinking the RTC high grown Mexican, which means high grown means um, it was grown above of a late. Uh, uh, elevations, that's the word I was looking for, above 4,500 feet uh, above sea level. So it's grown up in basically a mountain. 
Yeah. And so. if you donate five bucks, we'll get send you a pound. Donate, not pay. Well, <laughs> we'll give you a gift. Well, we'll yes. Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's <laughs> kind of a joke, kind of not. But it's good stuff, dude. You normally don't drink it with creamer. I always do. No, I decided you know. to do it tonight. I haven't had creamer in a while, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit tonight. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little disappointed because I used to think it was good with creamer in it. Now I'm like, man, I wish I would have done it black. But whatever. I'm going to drink good. it anyways. You know, speaking of coffee, I went to Starbucks on Thursday. And this Arf. is the beauty of my Charbucks. But so this is the beauty of the culture I've helped build. I still had an hour and a half conversation with one of the other regulars. who's was another yeah. believer. Um, he was just encouraging me in my faith. And he knows some of the story that I've been going through. And um, so it's amazing how Starbucks like, you can't socialize. And we're like, Watch, Watch us. We this. got Jesus. <laughs> you ain't got nothing, Karen. But um, but I was there, and they took away all the tables. The seating is gone. Really? Like it is, and they they tucked it all behind like the condiment. Not, well, it's not a condiment yeah, bar, right. but like the sugars and the sweet right. and loaves yeah. and all that. They're all shoved back there, and it is wow. just weird. It is just it's really really weird. And then I was at Target today, and you could just tell people were like socially uncomfortable. Like I looked at someone, and like I think they thought I was going to transmit coronavirus to them just by like looking at them and smiling because yeah. they kind of were like like see i'm the opposite weird, like, man. i do my hand washing and my sanitizer just to make sure i don't take it home to the to the kids and the wife but i'm like <laughs> there was a girl i was at uh i was at walmart the other day and actually i ran into Soche and we were like shopping together talking about this whole thing going on and and this lady was trying to get like the shrimp flavored ramen noodles like top shelf and she was um i don't know how a better way to say it, but uh short vertically challenged she was she was she was vertically challenged there you go she she was short but so i was like oh you you want some of those and she's like yeah i'd like two please i said no problem and i went and grabbed them down i'm like i don't care (laughs) i'm gonna wash my hands anyway so (laughs) So just don't work just don't spit on me and we'll be good (laughs) that's it it's all good but so but bro thank you for roasting us coffee on the podcast because this stuff is so much better than well i will say that dancing crane and that bicycle stuff was pretty good though so I'm going to throw this out here and Joel DeMott, I really hope you're listening. And if not, you probably should listen. And I think we may tag. And and I say, so Joel is from dudes and dads from dudes and dads. So when we were with dudes and dads, uh, it'd probably be like a month, month and a half ago from, from now, uh, we drank the Jamaican blue mountain. I have actually found green Jamaican blue mountain beans that I'm probably going to invest in here soon. Here in South Bend. I'm going to get them shipped to me to South oh. Bend so I can roast them here in South Bend. I wonder if Zen Cafe's got any Jamaican. I don't know, but it's uh, even green unroasted coffee is quite expensive. It's quite expensive. Uh, it's The going rate is about thirty eight fifty a pound right now. So what I'm hearing is if someone wants to buy it off of us, it's like 200 bucks a pound. Possibly. <laughs> Donate. Gotta say that. But hey, before we get into the conversations, we have another review to read off of iTunes. So we officially have 12 ratings now. So those 12 people are wonderful people. If you listen to us, you know, we produce this stuff for free. All we ask is you for to leave that review. Um, But this review is from Marissa, sorry, Marissa Ladd. Marissa Ladd. Uh, it's Marissa Ladson. We love oh, you, Marissa. Okay, gotcha. So I was she's, like, Ladd. This girl, oh my goodness. I know she listens, so I'm not doing this just because she's listening, but this girl's going somewhere. I mean, oh, yeah. she's producing YouTube videos. Right. She's, I, I, she's, I, she's so she's, technically good. I want just, her to start doing a podcast too about, you know, like, I don't know, what it's like to be homeschooled or whatnot. She does <laughs> stuff for me for church. Everybody for knows in, about in the, that. In the media space. 
Um, Everybody's homeschooled now. So. She just does a lot of cool things, and she is leading the way. She's she's yeah. not a part of our SLT program that we have at the student ministry, but she is a leader 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so Marissa said, great to listen to while doing work. I always enjoy hearing Mark and Chris's take on topics that are often not addressed among Christians. Each episode is informative, entertaining, and gives the listener a lot to think about at the end. Podcast, oh, sorry, podcast quality is excellent, and the conversations are real. I always look forward to seeing what each new episode is all about. So, Marissa Latson, Thank we'll hook you. you up with some stuff. Yep, so, you get the the RTC swag mini bag. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, we, we've tagged it the swag mini bag. Yep. I absolutely love it, man. Well, hey, so let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. Well, oh, wait, we got more to talk about? No, I just want to say, continue to leave reviews oh, for us, and you, can, you too can also get an RTC swag mini bag if you private message us your or DM or whatever you want to do uh, your information so we can get you the RTC yep. mini swag. And we'll send it right to your doorstep oh, yeah. if USPS continues to stay open. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I'll pay the Amazon driver. <laughs> hey, can you go drop this to, off? Hey, one dollar. Just, just send it down to wherever it needs to go. Right, exactly. So, Anyways. Either so, way, so, so, so uh, let's jump in now, let's Mark. Let's jump into it, the conversation. So um, this is something that I geek out about a lot, I'll be honest, but most people probably don't think about and that is church denominations. Mm. Um, you know, when you drive around, let's, let's just take South Bend, for instance, right? right. This is where we're from. It's where we live. Based on where you live, it's going to look a little bit differently, obviously. Um, but right within, I would say, about a three-mile radius, right here around my house, right. we have Baptist, we have Brethren, we have Methodist, Methodist, we have Missionary, we have the Christian denomination. We got the Lutheran got school. Luth we, Lutheran um and then there's also Presbyterian right. um, over in downtown. There's a Seventh-day Adventist. Um, there's... Uh, Is there um, a Catholic one around here too, I think? Well, we're in South Bend, so we're surrounded. Yeah. It's a, right. It depends if you want to toss that into the denomination category I, or separate thing. No, it's so, denomination. Well, um, we have Protestant denominations and Catholicism. And Eastern, we even have no. an Eastern Orthodox church it's here, too. It's a Catholic denomination. It looks like we'll have a fun conversation. We're, we're going to. And, and, but even yeah. inside these denominations, we if we listed all 10 of them, there's different strains. Like, even in the Baptist world, we have four different types of Baptist church. We right. have three different types of brethren churches. We have right. two different types of Methodists, two different types. Oh, Disciples of Christ is another one. Yeah. So we have all these denominations, and we got the wonderful non-denominationals. Like, that's just kind of the... the, the My eyes just lit up if... Yeah, the non-denom. see me, so... And then there's Evangelical Free, Wait, Wesleyan, whatever. The non-denom. You ever see that? Yeah, but it's non-denom. No, I haven't. You've never seen that video? Oh, dude, I got to inform now, you. Now you got to inform me. So either way, this is something that is a personal thing that I have always enjoyed. I geek out over denominations. I want to know what each specific church thinks, processes, how they do their different everything, even liturgical worship style service. Um, I'm going to totally blow your mind this episode. With all the facts and knowledge that you know? I'm just, you're just going to be like, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> so, but you know, the, the reason why I want to talk about this is I know we have a lot of listeners out there who, who go to church, right? right? And so the conversation always comes up of, okay, so there's some that may be college students and they're like, Hey, I go to this college. What church do I go to? I don't right. know. Hey, so I'm, I'm a part of this church, but I don't really want to be a part of it anymore. And now that I'm growing up, it's, it's my family's church. I don't really like how we do things. 
Um, there's some people who have just moved. There's some people who their church, they're like, I just don't theologically disagree with anymore. And then there's other people who do what we like to call church hopping when mm -hmm. after a couple of years, they're like, mm -hmm. nah, peace, we're gonna go to the next one. And a lot of people don't put thought into what does it mean when they enter into a door of a denomination? And honestly, my real question is, does it even matter what denomination you arrive at? You are grinning ear to ear right I'm now. I'm just letting man. you go through it, bro. I'm waiting for the discussion portion. All right. So before, <laughs> so, so we'll get into the discussion here in just a second. But um, one question that some people might have is where on earth did all the denominations even come from? Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, where on it's earth did we question. get? Because even Baptist, there's about like 10 different types of Baptist. And even inside of those are even different. So how on Correct. earth did they even get here? Right. Um, and there's really, I won't go into all of the history. I don't want to bore people like we did the Enneagram style. So I'm going to just give two rapid fire major man. moments that happened in the Christian world that started it. Go for it. Uh, the first one was called the Great Schism. This happened in 1054 AD. It's an interesting read. It's when the Catholic Church, which Catholic just means universal. That's all Catholic actually. That's what that word means. Right. And um, they were overseeing all the churches in the West and in the East. And the East said, no, we don't like this idea. And there was the art, there was the the Pope in Rome, and then, then there was the Archbishop in Constantinople. And they got in this huge disagreement about various topics and issues and things. And people in the East were like, you don't know what's going on over here, so we're gonna split. We're out. And so the Pope was like, Okay, you're excommunicated. And then the Eastern Orthodox was like, No, you're excommunicated. And then the great schism happened. Mm -hmm. And at that point, there were no different even beliefs of different, you know workings of faith, I guess. Right. So in 1054, we see the Eastern Orthodox being birthed out of the Roman Catholics. And now all of a sudden, there's two different churches out there in the world. Right. Um, and then about 500 years later, um, at 1517 AD, something that everyone's heard about called the Protestant Martin Reformation. Martin Luther. Martin Luther, 90, <laughs> he nailed them 95 theses oh, up yeah. against that wall. Sochet's favorite part Soche's of history. Sochet's favorite part of history. Um, <laughs> church but, history. You know, so that was when when the Protestant Reformation came out that says, Catholic Church, you are doing things wrong. We need to reform it. So in right. the Catholic Church, like, nope. So Martin Luther, you know, started this thing. He died in the process. Fun fact, he actually died a Catholic. But out of that, you see different denominations spring up, like the Anabaptists, the Baptists, the Presbyterians with John Knox, and um, all these different denominations kind of went, Right, right after the Protestant yeah. Reformation, because right. all of a sudden it wasn't the church that held the doctrine anymore. It was believers reading their scriptures, interpreting it in how they understand it and believe mm -hmm. it. And from there going, I don't agree with what you're teaching, so I'm going to start my own thing or be a part of something that makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. So so ever since those two, I would say, monumental things happened that's kind of what set it all up for for denominations. Okay. So I would say those two important dates is how we get them. Very so, informative. Yeah, it's that's that's my fun so fact. So I got a question for yes. you. Yes. Uh, I need to take a breath because I've been talking for fifteen minutes. Yeah, take straight. a sip of your coffee and I'll, I'll drag this question out just a hair. Uh, so why do denominations seem to always hate each other? <laughs> Dude, were you just like trying to team me up for that one? Oh yeah, we're, I was. we're, we're not screwing around on this episode. <laughs> Oh, dude, why do denominations hate each other? It's because they're not all Baptists. If they were just become Baptists, it'd be okay. No, that's not even true because Baptists are known for hating each other inside their own walls. So it's okay. But um, why do denominations hate each other? Um, this is kind of opinion. Okay. Give I me, guess give this me is, thoughts here. This is my opinion of why they hate each other is they all believe that they are the keepers of the truth. Mm. I think that's, that's kind of it. Because, you know, obviously if you are a 
uh, I know this denomination really well. Let's say you're a Presbyterian, right? Mm-hmm. You hold to a very, it's high church. Mm-hmm. Not quite smells and bells, but pretty close. dang close. Right. Um, where your, litur- your liturgy is very serious and cold and not emotionally driven at all. It's all very head-driven knowledge. Right. Um, and then you have infant baptism. And then you also have um, uh, very, very, very high forms of Calvinism and uh, ele- election and predestination and double predestination, right. if you know what those terms are. Um, and if you don't, maybe we should talk about them later. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. Um, but so if they hold it a certain way, they're like, no, this is what we see in Scripture of how we should be actually working. But then you got the Baptist over here that are like, you know, we, we don't like the liturgical thing because— um, it's the same thing every time. And last time we checked, Jesus says, you know, like, don't worship me with like vain repetition. Right. Like, right. Let's, let's actually it be more organic and from the heart and, um, and our worship sound a little bit differently and our right. sermons operate a little bit differently in infant baptism. What the heck are you thinking? It, show me the Bible where it says baptize some babies. And right. they're like, well, here it is. And we're like, nope. And then all of a sudden there's a disagreement on something. We're like, we're out. And so I think when you put all the different beliefs that are right there, the, the one denomination might believe that we're the, not the true church, but the true, we, we interpret scripture correctly and all of you guys. Right. Everybody, everybody says that they have the all truth. Right, right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, yeah. and there are different beliefs out there that make denominations important. Now, I will say just off the bat, I'm a fan of denominations. I actually really like denominations. I am not. So this is where the discussion is going to be really good. And I'll give you my point of view here in a sec. So, but no, that's it. I, I don't need to go into all, all the various different beliefs right. that we have yet. So let's just have so, a conversation. dude. So why do you like denominations? Let's go, let's go with your, I mean, I always go first. I always, I'm long winded. Let's hear some Markisms. No, they don't want to hear the Markisms, even though it's like what I geek out about. So, <laughs> um, so, so say your question um, again. So why, why do I like, why do you like denominations? You okay, s- you said you're a big fan of them. So yep, I just yep, I'm a big want, fan. What's your them. opinion of them? Okay, so um, there's a lot of things in Scripture that I think we can disagree on, right? And it actually be okay. There's some things in Scriptures that we disagree on that I believe are not okay. Correct. Within reason. Right. So, like, uh, what's a good example? Okay, so worship styling. How about that? That's a very one. The Bible doesn't tell us if we need to have a hour-long sermon or a 20-minute sermon, Right. what translation do we use? What does the music sound like? At what mm-hmm. point are we supposed to have the offering? Do we need to follow a strict liturgy, or could it be different every single week? Or just screw it. Do we even need worship in this portion? Could we just show up, have a sermon, that's it? Or could we just show up and have worship, and that's it? Um, so there's a lot of gray areas with with worship styles. I think there are some gray areas with with the Calvinist Arminian debate. I really think there are mm-hmm. some gray areas in there with views of sanctification, um, the giftings of the spirit and how those actually operate. I think that there's actually ways to interpret it correctly versus not, but even within the correct side, there's a lot of different different ways you can take. And the thing I like about denominations are you can choose to be a part of a church that believes and teaches the exact same way you do in those gray areas and not feel guilty or excluded or singled out in a different denomination. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so follow-up question. Okay. So, uh, now obviously we know non gray areas, um, the Trinity, mm-hmm. how salvation is actually, it's a free gift. It's by grace, not through not, works. Not works. So there's, there's some solid rocks. Right. And then, 
uh, we call those for, I, I call them first orders. There you go. First, like, yeah. like, like there's second degree issues and then there's first order right. issues. So in those second degree issues, right. The, mm-hmm. Those, what you would call, what you call the gray areas, is there an actual truth? And, and if you're looking at it through God's perspective, is there an actual truth? And we maybe are just not seeing it right. I think there just, is. That's a question. I, th- I think there is. I think, um, I'll be honest, a lot of uh, denominations, I think, come from the American point of view where everyone right. is their own individual and we all have our own thinking. So therefore, my thinking is not any worse than yours. Hmm. Whereas before in the Eastern world, in the Middle Eastern world, it was communal living, not in... Right. It, it, they don't care about the individuals. What's better? What's best for the community? Where in America, it's like it's not what's best for the community. It's what's best for the individual person. So I think that there's some struggles, yeah, in there with it as well. But for me, and this is where I actually probably disagree with a lot of Baptists. But I'm actually a big fan of the creeds. Hmm. Um, if you don't know what the creeds are, they're the early quote unquote statements of faith from the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of the apostles creed. Right. Um, so in those touch on, I think the main issues and as long as you got the main issues, correct, you're okay. So uh, another follow up question. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a man full of questions. Oh, do today. it, man. So, cause this is your passion. So yep. I want to hear your opinion. Um, is, so if, if there is a truth, all right. And, and we're just, no, I will say this cause there's, there's, there, truth is truth. That's it. Like, there's not like, ah, oh, it's kind of true. So, it's true or so not. So there is a truth mm-hmm. in, in accordance to God. Correct. Right. It's the correct way, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't say exactly what that truth is. Um, so that's why we kind of have the gray area like, okay, is it? Is it not? We can see it both ways. That's a gray area, right? That's right. what you mean by gray area? Correct. Yep, yep. So if there is and there's a... Room, there's room for disagreement. So if there... Yeah, right, correct. But if there is a, if there is a truth... Um, are we called to be the seekers of the truth? And I'll follow that up once you answer that question. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if we're supposed to be the seekers of truth, um, what do we, you know, we have disagreements, we split off. Um, what do you do with that scripture that talks about a house divided will never stand? That's a good question. And that's where I think there's a right way to separate and a wrong way. Like I think some separation is actually good. Um, because, like, let's say, uh, okay, an, another church down the road, for example. Um, okay, we have we have a local evangelical free church, right? Different denominations, different. There, there's some different minor things with us, mm-hmm. but but we're still separate. We still worship separately. We do our own thing. However, does that mean we're ununified? I don't. I don't think so. What makes us ununified if we say we will not work together for the sake of the gospel well, in our community? But we'd see that in the de- denominations here in America. We see that a lot. Oh, 100 percent, dude. So, um, my next question is: If we have a disagreement, right? Right. Um, and we're supposed to be seeking the truth, right? And there is a truth. Mm-hmm. We, we we agreed on that. We established that, and we're supposed to be a unified body, right? Um, does that disagreement? fall into the iron sharpening iron, discussing it out, seeking that truth out together. Only if you come in with a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I personally struggle. So so I got a question. Hang oh, on before okay. you go into your personal struggle. So so if, if we do it in the right way, correct? Mm-hmm. So we talked about um, many episodes ago, speaking truth in love, right? Right, yep. And going into it, and we just said that everybody thinks that they have truth, right? Right. Um, but we also said as long as the fundamentals, the staples of Christianity, everybody agrees on, it's okay to disagree. So just because we disagree, does that mean we should separate? 
That's a good question. And that's an answer that I think the answer should be no. And there, that is a, a black eye that the church has to wear around hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it's like how, if you say, you know, we follow one God, we have one scripture. How on earth can you walk away with 20 different interpretations? If there's one Holy spirit and one scripture well, and Christ, you know? Christ even says, I am the way, the truth. That's a big part in there mm-hmm. and the life. Right. Okay. So there is a truth and he is the truth. Um, and I think a lot of the quote unquote gray areas, I'll just quick synapse of what my thoughts are. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of those gray areas are personal preferences. Um, oh, I'd agree that do not justify a splitting of the church. I, I actually personally believe that the splitting of the church is, a, is almost, um, not wanting to seek truth so much that you're willing to fight together to find it but more of a, I'm tired of arguing with you, and so I'm going to be kind of selfish and go my own way. But, but, and, but you said the key word there, and this is what I actually get frustrated with. I actually think America, I'm going to say a very bold statement, I think America and the mindset of Americans partially ruined Christianity. I agree. Oh, I but think before, before even that. that, I would say when Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire, that right. all of a sudden, you know, when, when Christianity was on the outskirts, there was no such thing as a domination. Do you follow Jesus? Yes or no? Well, if you said yes, but you were kind of like a nominal person back then, when someone said, we're going to chop your head off, we're going to kill you, we're going to make you watch your family suffer, you right. instantly go, yo, I'm out. Like, no. Right. And let's be honest. Did <laughs> to, me, to me, like in a marriage, um, I have disagreements with my wife, but it doesn't mean that I walk away from the marriage because of the disagreement. No. You know, either it's well, but it's never import- wrong. It's, so. it's an important enough to have the conversation and continue to seek out truth, or we let it rest for a while and we may bring it up at a later date again. But we never separate because we disagree. And, and this is in a gray this area. is the deal: is the early church did that, dude. And right. actually, here's your fun. I mean, we talked about Saint, uh, good old Saint Nick punched a dude because yeah. he was so focused on truth, right? Um, and it's funny because he's Jolly St. Nick. Jolly old St. Nicholas. Who punches in the face. <laughs> so, but but we, we you see the early church doing these struggles, and that's why these creeds came out. I don't know if you know the history of the creeds at all, but like the, Apostles, bit, yeah. the Apostles' Creed is just, we believe in God the Father, our mighty creator, heaven, right. earth, and his Son. And then talks about the Holy Spirit, talks about the church, talks about the gathering of the saints, and that Jesus will come back and judge the living and the dead. Right. If you followed that, you were a Christian back in the day. That was it. No questions asked. But back then, Christianity was, it was outlawed, dude. It was like, it was illegal to be a Christian. So back then, yeah, they were wrestling with issues and doing these different things. And to, but to protect truth and doctrine, because we even see when the Bible was, well, I should say what we have, the, the manuscripts from the apostles were being written. Gnosticism and other ideas were already floating around. So the apostles creed was a way because it, you know, paper was expensive it was an illiterate culture, so you had to memorize. So this was the protection of the faith. If you had different opinions about how cert- certain things should work, well, that doesn't matter. I mean, it, it does, but it's more the fact of Christianity is we, we have more in common than, than what we don't. But now in America and in Europe and the places where we're free to worship and do whatever we want— all of a sudden, what you want as an individual is more important than the unity that's that's in right. the church. You know? so, so here's the issue. I, I guess I'll just find, I have asked enough questions. Okay. I'm going to make a statement here, and uh, many probably uh, may not like it. 
Um, and you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I believe that most Christians in America identify with a denomination when we should not. We should identify with Christ. And that's why we are divided. And again, a house divided will never stand. And you know, the Bible describes Satan as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, think about a lion. What's what's the best? What what does the lion go after? The weakest, the weakest, the and the injured. Bread. Right. So, what's the best way to do that? Cut them off from the herd. Right. And so, Satan is constantly trying to divide the church because he knows we're weaker apart than unified. So, I have a follow-up question for you then. Okay. So, the 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 Calvinist Arminian debate is a very very big one, mm-hmm. and, and I'll, I'll I'll summarize it like this. Calvinism states there is nothing you can do to ever be saved because you are dead in your trespasses and sin, right? right? You cannot choose God. God has to choose you. Right. So there's nothing you can do. Right. The Arminian side is they say, no, you are the one who decides to follow after God because you have it in and of yourself to do that. Calvinists will say, obviously, if you're the elect and God called you, you can't lose your salvation. Arminians say, no, if you choose God, you can choose to walk away from God as well. And you put those in the same church and you got the pastor preaching, how do you stay unified in that? Well, I think both Arminianism and Calvinism missed it a, a little bit on each point. Uh-oh. Give I, it to I, me. I, I do. Give it to me. <clears throat> so Talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. Um, I'm curious. So, uh, predestined, right? Okay. Yep. That, that's Calvinism, correct? Yeah. So... Uh, you know, if you're going to be saved, God chooses you, you don't choose him, right? Correct. Mm, sort of. I sort of agree, but sort of disagree. Okay. Um, and I sort of agree that we, ch- uh, the Armenian side, that we sort of choose God, but I disagree that we sort of don't, right? So here's right. the thing. Here's why I agree and disagree with both sides. All right? I'm ready. We've talked about it in the past. God lives outside of time. He created time. So he sees the beginning from the end. So he knows those who's going to choose him and who's not, right? Yeah, and we talked about that in God's will. Correct. Yep. God, we talked about it in God's will and in the science episode as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so I can see that. You know, okay, God chooses us. Well, kind of, because he already knows. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at all times. Uh, and then I kind of agree that we need to choose him. Why? Because it's a free gift and it's free will. So... Uh, we have to choose to accept the gift, right? It's not we can earn the gift. We have to accept the gift. Correct. And who, whoever confesses with their mouth and believes right. in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Now, going back to Arminianism, to Calvinism, um, I agree that you cannot, if you're truly, if you're truly saved, this is where I agree and disagree with both of them again, but if you're truly saved, if you truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of your sins and accept the gift that he gives you, the staples of Christianity. Uh, you can't lose your salvation because you are a new creation. You are changed in such a way that you would never choose to walk away. And that's where I disagree with Armenianism is that if you truly are saved, you would never walk away because you're a changed creature. You're a new man. Right. right. You can't all of a sudden so, go new and go, no, I'm done with the new. And that's what I'm saying. Again, on. people identify as I'm a Calvinist or I'm an Armenianist. But they're both missing the point. They should identify as a follower of Christ. So I disagree and agree with both of their points of view, but I disagree that they're separate. 
they should be seeking truth together. And and I agree with that. I mean, I teach it as a, it's the two different sides of the same coin. Right. Uh, Luke 15 is a very famous, famous passage where you have the parable of the lost sheep, mm-hmm. where Jesus goes out and gets the lost sheep. Right. That shows that God goes and rescues those people. You have the parable of the lost coin. Well, there was someone lost and they tore everything. In the, what did what did the, the woman do? She destroyed her found house a to coin. find it. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. That's what right. God did. But what's the story right after that? It's the story of the prodigal son who the father waited right. for the prodigal son to, to come return. back home. Right. So the prodigal son chose to came home and then but then the oops. I just threw my mic across the table. <laughs> and then but then the father ran out to to meet him and greet him. So you see right. both sides in the exact same conversation. That's what Jesus I'm saying. Had, they know? both have it, but they in my in my opinion, they both miss it and they both have it. But like you well, more more me and Soche were discussing the other night because you dipped out on us to go repair some chairs. But like we were talking about, no man has all truth, right? And so if we think we have all truth, we've already lost. We've already lost it because uh, we are not going to be seeking truth with those who may have a differing uh, quote unquote truth okay. to find the true truth. And the true so, truth. but but you know, well, I hear what you're saying. But, In those gray areas, but people did that. Right. And that's why they separated because you have like some people who believe in infant baptism, not as a right. way. Now Catholics believe baptism is removes the original sin, and now they can get salvation through the church, which we yeah. both believe is where <laughs> ludicrous. No. Yeah, but the Presbyterians will say that the, that baptism welcomes them into the covenant community where they can receive that that grace. They they're they're under the protection of the church. Whereas for me, I'm very much like Soshin had this conversation where we're like, if you would leave Baptist, where would you go? He's like, I'd probably go Lutheran. I'm like, I'd probably go Brethren or Anabaptist. I'm I'd, on that I'd pro- side. I'd probably go follower of the way. Well, exactly. So you'll come with me, right? <laughs> no. That's that's why I say uh, non, non-dom or denom or whatever you said. Non-denominational. They just because to the, me, they're kind of their own, like, they, they are a denomination without being a denomination. Non-denominations but, are just Baptist. But I, I haven't. That's all they are. I, I still personally, and, and I'm not saying this is got to be everybody's opinion. Right. But from what I see in scripture, I have a problem dividing up the church. We should be unified. We should be working so through these issues So here's what I was going to say, though. And is, if we can't work through these issues, if we can't work through certain issues with our loved ones, our spouses, we shouldn't leave them. And Christ, though he has a lot of disagreements with us because he is truth, so he knows truth. And we don't always follow truth. Right. And we think we know better than him. He doesn't leave us. So what do you do then where it's like, you know, you and your family, you want to baptize your children. Right. Me, I'm like, no, that actually adds to the gospel. In fact, I'm actually a strong believer of the fact of you're distorting the truth of the gospel by baptizing them as babies because that's not how this is supposed to work. Right. That's a very strong statement, I know. But we have these two different beliefs, not not, not just in like, because this isn't a worship style. This is theoretical, this by is, the way, people, because I don't believe you baptize babies. So. No, let's be a good one for the <laughs> But, um, and I should say, Soche does not believe in baptizing babies. We just had really good conversations right. on it. Um. But, you know, like if we're talking about worship stylings, that's preference. Baptizing right. your baby versus not, that's not preference. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a theological understanding. Well, so and there's no way you could be together to do that. Sure you can. You study the scripture. Why were people baptized? What was baptism about? What was the symbolism of baptism? It was to show Jesus' death and resurrection. It that was we a, are new. It's it, a was simple, a pro, it was a proclamation. That it was a proclamation right. that I've given myself to Christ, and it's it, it's supposed to be done before other believers as a proclamation because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything 
uh, to the world. I right. mean, they're gonna be like, the dude just got dunked. <laughs> like, but back then, when you got dunked, you sealed your fate. That means right. you were. Well, you were choosing. You death, were basically. showing the world I'm a follower of Jesus. And here's the crazy thing, and this is why, um, if you if you are a follow if if you are a Pado Baptist, if you believe in baptizing babies, me personally, I will talk. I'll talk this conversation through with you till I'm blue in the face because, well, and I've had that conversation with somebody that used to attend our. Yeah, exactly. Group. And um, but this is what is crazy is baptism has been a part of Jewish community since the beginning. It's when a when someone was a Gentile and became a part of the covenant community of Israel. Right. They were baptized to say you you were uh, you used to be this. You're no longer this. You're now this. Yeah. And then the same with the what what, what was uh, John the Baptist doing? He was baptizing to get people prepared for the way right. to come. It, it was it's a proclamation, correct? Just like in the in the and babies ain't proclaiming nothing. Just before the like, like you were talking about when a Gentile would come and, and join the Jewish community, become a Jew basically, right? Get circumcised, baptized. It was a proclamation that I am no longer that old person, or I'm no longer a Gentile. I am a Jew now. Right. Same now. I am no longer a sinner. I have chosen life through Christ. Correct. And and that's what baptism is. But that's a whole nother that's a whole other conversation. Just, yeah. But but I want to I want to hang on to this because right. I'm I'm curious how you you would play this out. So let's say there's a group of people in the church who they're like we want to baptize our babies. There's a group of says that we don't. And then with another another conversation, there's an, there's another group over here where they're like, you know, we believe that the communion, the elements, are just a memorial view where it doesn't mean anything. And then there's another group over here that says, no, we don't believe in the Catholic transubstantiation view, but it's a it's a showing of grace. It's mm-hmm. Christ is in with and through the elements, which I'm like, Christ ain't here at all, yo. He's up sitting next to the Father. You See, have these four different groups. I'm in a different group too. But my group is. Jesus commanded, do this every time you get together in right. remembrance of me. Right. right there. That's what it is. In remembrance of me. In remembrance right. of me. Well, that's that's the me. memor that's the memorial view. So, so you're in that category. But let's say you have these four different categories for different things, right? Right. But now they're causing dissension in the body because they're like, I get that you do this, but that's theologically not correct. This right. is what's correct. And this is why I love denominations. We can say, you know what? We're gonna agree to disagree. You guys will worship over here so that way your conscience isn't seared and you're not causing dissension in the body. Right. But we need to have the ability to come together and partner for the sake of the gospel because we're all still Christians. We just worship in different ways. But which way is right? My way. Exactly. Like that's the deal. You're you know? so, they're so self-centered. They're not really seeking truth. They're seeking to try to convert others. No, but they are seeking truth. What is they? the true belief in baptism? Are they? What is the true belief? Do they in this do they go into that? the conversation with the thought that they could actually be wrong? I do. I, I know you do. But I'm talking. Like, but here's the deal, though. Right. <clears throat> so baptism. Gonna, I will. The, I the, walk in that conversation now. The, I go. I know I'm right. The person. Why? Because the Bible has never once said baptized babies. It says they were saved and then were Correct. baptized. Okay. So so scripturally, you have a, a foundation. But, Correct. Um, but there's also a biblical foundation for the other side. So why not discuss it? How do you know you're right? We do discuss it. Okay. So but I, then we the, choose the, the person. Ways. The person, see, the person that came to our group that we had this discussion for two hours. Right. And I only stopped the discussion because my wife said we have to leave because <laughs> it was like ten o'clock. I got my butt spanked and she's like, "Let's go," you know, not really, but okay. We don't want to talk about what y'all do. Okay? No, 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 man, you're so dirty. <laughs> That's not what I was meaning by that. I got my hand that slapped. That just got really is that, awkward. Is that better? My hand got slapped, and then not really, and then you sanitized them because you don't want to get sick. <laughs> 
but no, you're right. So, so, but no, you guys so, had that long conversation, so, and, and I didn't look any less on him for. He's like, I don't disagree. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. And I'm like, well, let's seek the truth. Let's study the scriptures. Let's, and that's what you have to come to that standpoint of: Are you going to continue to iron sharpening iron to find truth, or are you going to give up? And just believe what you believe and go find a, a tribe that believes the same way as you and go off in your sacred corner. But if we say we're just going to sit here and discuss the truth, that means you're never going to come to truth because you're just going to constantly discuss it. Mm, if you come into the conversation in an open mind. And here's the other deal, too. That's what you have to we're, do. We're thinking about our little conversations. The church has been having these conversations for 2,000 years. Right. Yeah. That's why we have different denominations because the church has had this for 2,000 years. And... We are all humans and all have sin and fault in our life. And again, I point back to the scripture that says a house divided can never stand. And we are divided. I hear Baptists, bad-mouthing Catholics. I hear Lutheran, bad-mouthing Baptists. Well, it, it's constant. It's constant. I don't even believe that the Catholic Church is preaching the gospel, so I oh, wouldn't put it so, in there. So again, I do not, okay, I don't believe in Catholicism and I'm not going to defend it. But do I believe there are true believers in the Catholic Church? Of course. Yeah, I there are true believers, but they also teach that tradition from Scripture and that they provide salvation, uh, not I, yeah, Jesus. I, I, I agree with you. I agree, I agree that they have missed the Scripture and they have taken it beyond what they can. But, yeah, I believe, but continue. I believe in every denomination there are true followers of the way. But I also uh, tend to believe that denominations are nothing but a form of lack of interest in community. Okay. So I got two follow-up questions then. Go for it. Shoot it. We're just going to keep talking until we're done. <laughs> so question one is, in America right now, mm -hmm. I mean, we're never just going to be one church again because we have no, a thousand no. different denominations. It's too divided. Well... Never say never. I'll never say never because God could come but, down and be like, dead, dead, dead. Are you all going to join now? Okay, dead, 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 dead. How about now? Okay. I mean, you, you right. never it, know it what could happen. Do. Right. But, okay, so let's say, because there are churches out there that, for lack of a better word, I don't even want my kids attending their youth groups mm -hmm. because I know what they're teaching, right. and it's not correct. Um, even in terms of... Um, how sanctification works, how we become more like Jesus. Do you get the gifts of, like, do you have to have the baptism of the Spirit? Do you have to have a have a crisis moment where, yes, you were saved, well, but then the, the, all these different things. But here's the deal, yeah. though. What do you do then? Because I'm, I'm, I'm an ecumenical type guy, which means I believe that denominations are good, denominations are okay, but does that mean that just because you're a Methodist, I'm a Baptist, you're a Lutheran, you're a this, that we should not work together for the sake of our community? No, I think that's very arrogant. However, at the same token, what would happen if us, a Lutheran church, a Presbyterian church, a Methodist church, a Seventh-day Adventist church, and a Brethren church all got together for a massive rally in South Bend, right? We put on, which which, which has happened over at, right. at Four Winsfields. Um, we put on this massive, massive rally, right? Where it's like, you know, just, and we're preaching, you know, Billy Graham style, you know, not turn or burn, but God loves you so much that he did this. Decide to follow Jesus today. Right. No one will disagree with that statement. Right, right after people decide, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus, all of a sudden we're teaching them different things and can right. take them down the wrong path and ways. So at what point do we say, no, I'm not fellowshipping with you, or I will fellowship with you. I will not not call you a Christian, 
but we're not doing this together. So, so let me ask you this. Okay. What denomination did Jesus and his disciples belong to? In fact, well, the church wasn't born yet when Jesus was here. Oh, sort of. Pharisees was a religious group. Religious. And Sadducees was a religious religious group. And that's exactly how I feel about denominations. They are religious sects. They are not true followers of the way seeking truth and love. I'd agree with that. And so. But they separated because they were different beliefs on how the Jewish scripture, the Talmud, and everything was read. Yeah. They were were religious groups. They were the religious church prior to Christ because churches follow other ways. But back then, before that, they were the follower of God. Right, right. And, I, I, yeah, I agree. And they, they, and they both follow out, Yahweh. Right? Yep. So did Jesus join those? No. Why? Because they were more, well, two things. One, Jesus said that he was fulfilling the law and, 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 and law is no more. But second, he didn't join either one of them. He started a new thing. Well, he didn't, yeah, he, uh, he didn't start it. It's always been. <laughs> they were just misled. So let, let's move on to Saul of Tarsus. Okay. Wh- which one did he belong to? He was a Pharisee. Okay. And why did he leave that if it wasn't okay? I mean, they were followers of God. They believed in Yahweh, right? Right. They so, believed in Yahweh. So they believed in Yahweh. Um, you could say they were trying to practice the old covenant. Right. As but best but they here's could. the difference, though. The Messiah hadn't come. And then when the Messiah came, all of them rejected the Messiah. The reason why Paul left the yeah. Pharisee was because he accepted the Messiah. I, I, I get and that. And we all accept the so, Messiah. So that's the thing, though. All right. So our my question is: are, are we as denominations because we hold so much um, gust in in what we believe as this denomination? Are we actually um, denouncing the actual ways of Christ? Not that we're denouncing Christ, but we're not ex- we're not following His way. We're following a denomination of religious sect because we think we know better. I think some people do just follow. Like I'm a Baptist because my there, there's a that old time religion song like Grandma's Way. It's like I'm not a Baptist because my dad was a Baptist and my grandparents. Well, my grandparents were Church of uh, Church of God. Um, so I'm not a Baptist be, because that's you know whatever. I mean, when I applied for churches, I applied for three or four different denominations that I agreed with, especially me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, I think. There, the, the 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 picture you're painting is actually two separate pictures, because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, yeah, they're different religious sects. Sext, I can't say that word. They're two Sext. different religious groups. Yeah. They're two different religious groups, but they both rejected the Messiah. We have denominations now. Let's just say ten, ten just for kicks and giggles. Ten denominations. We all follow the Messiah. We all follow Jesus. Or we're is, all followers or, of the way. Or like Soche said in our argument the other night, are we following? false Jesuses because we do not line up with the scripture. But here's so the deal, though. Soche made a good point, and I, you know, I told Soche I was going to continue to think about this. Um, we can create idols in our mind, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, 100%. So if we are not following the correct way, right? So if I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, if you're a Catholic, I'm going to throw this out there. If you're baptizing babies... Well, there's a lot of and pre- saying, there's a lot of Protestant saying, churches that do right, it too, and saying that hey, they're covered now, they're saved, um, and and praise God. we we baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we did this, and we believe in the name of Jesus, and we did this, right? So so they're doing everything that looks right, but is that child truly saved? Uh, I don't think so, <laughs> because it wasn't a, a personal choice on themselves to surrender themselves and accept the grace of God. 
I'm just saying. No, this and, is just, and, and this I is agree. Just, this is just food for thought because, like, I didn't join Southside Baptist Church. Yes, because you're a Baptist. Because I'm a Baptist. Oh, neither did I. I didn't. You know go why? On staff you, you know why I came to Southside? Why did you come? Because to I read Fuller? I read everything you wrote online because I know it was you, and I agreed, uh, biblically that you guys were biblically lined up. I agreed that Southside was following the Bible and following the scripture mm-hmm. in, in what I could read online. And then I came and we visited and, uh, he doesn't do it anymore, but, uh, Scott used to read out of the N- NKJV. No, he still does New King Jimmy. Not, not all the time. Sometimes he's got the ESV up there. That's, that's if, uh, <laughs> that's if Soche puts it on the screen. Yeah. So, but that's the whole reason why, like, I'm like, cause you know me, I like, Right, right, but so, but for to me, it's but like, you chose that because that's the translation you like. So, that, but, that's the translation. You know? Translation I understand better. Right, that's what I because I understand it. I don't. There's now, yes, there are some translations that are just way out there. Nope. Yep. Um, but out of the 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 staples of translations, um, it's the one that I can understand, and I don't always read that one. I, I do the NASB, and I do. Uh, sometimes I do the new living translation, you know, I, I use different ones, right? Right. <clears throat> but, um, I'm not getting into that, but I, I, I agreed that they were biblically lined up from what I can see. And guess what? Since I've came to Southside, I've been challenged in what I thought was quote unquote truth on certain issues. And I've had to reexamine and study. I mean, we just had a three and a half long conversation. Me, me and Soche, it wasn't really you. Mark. I bailed. You, you just started it and then you you left but we I, just had I did send a gif of a dude eating a tub of popcorn we just had so. this this big long debate and we both thought we had truth right and by the end of the conversation we're like we don't know who really has the truth we need to study this more together and continue on with this conversation but you're still and study. brothers but and we talked about how we loved each other that you know this doesn't mean anything we just need to study it more together and continue to t- have this conversation because we both hunger for truth you know i i was steadfast in the way i thought he was steadfast. Now we were doing this through Facebook Messenger, so we probably misunderstood where we, each other were coming from at points of times. Because I hate doing, that. I hate yep, having yep. discussions like that um, through through texting. Uh, it just never it never goes it never goes well. as well as face to face conversation. But in light of recent events these days, it's a little bit harder to do. Anyways, um, but that's I think, in my opinion, that's what we should have been doing all along as a church. We should have been continuing and saying, you know what, we'll keep we'll keep searching this out and we'll keep talking to each other about it when, when it comes up. Right, right. And, but we still love each other. You're still my brother. But but here's the deal, though, is you say let's keep talking about it. We have been talking about it for two thousand years. Yeah, but we've you know? split and we've both decided I'm right and I'm not budging off of what I believe. That's where the problem comes in because nobody's budging. Right, and I and I will say this with, how many, with the budget thing. Yeah, how, how many denominations are man-made? I like that's no question. How many asked, how many brides of Christ are there? One. Okay, so how can we have fifty different denominations if there's only one bride? Because then that's a legitimate question. I th- that's so that's the way I that's why I kind of believe what I believe is because there's so many questions that denominations can't answer. Right, and not that I won't go to a denomination because obviously I go to a Baptist church right now. And if you went to a church that wasn't a denomination, you wouldn't be going to church because we're all a denomination. Well, I mean, non denoms yeah. are. Yeah, they're a denomination. That's, that's if you go to house church, you go, hey, I go to home church or well, house church or. Well, what home do you fellowship. believe? Yeah, you know? But it's, it's the same thing. We've identified as a 
house church goer. And you know me, I, I'm, I love the organic nature of house church. I do. That's what I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not downplaying house churches. I'm just saying that we all hold so fast to, um, I go to a house church, you know, I'm a house church believer. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a this, I'm a that. And goes on and on and on rather than saying, no, I'm a follower of the way. Mm-hmm. And I can go to any of these, uh, titled, uh, gatherings of believers. And as long as they're teaching truth, I can, I can go along with them, but if they're not, I'm going to call them out and saying, Hey, you know, that's not, but in today's day and age, why should you call them out? Why don't you just go find people that worship in the same convictions that you have? Same reason why, why did like, I'm not going to just walk into a Pentecostal church and go like, y'all all wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. I believe with a lot of things. Yeah. Is it your belief? No, it's their oneness Pentecostalism. Have you studied it with them? I don't need to. They say Why what they believe. Okay. Have you studied where they're coming from the scriptures with them? I, I'm now, not I'm not saying I agree with them either. I'm just no, now if, if it's a friend of mine, yeah, I'll sit down and disagree, but I'm not gonna walk into a Sunday morning gathering and be like, Hey Pastor, can we talk about all the crap that you do wrong? No, no, you don't do it. I like, mean that's not if the he's right preaching way. from the pulpit, what are we commanded to do if a brother's an heir? Go to him one on one. Okay. So uh But he's not a brother at that point. At that point you're just Why causing dissension. He? But why isn't because you don't have a relationship with him? But are we all not part of the body of Christ? We are, but so therefore he's a brother. But he's if just, someone walks into Southside and starts telling me that my beliefs are wrong, I'll talk with them. But I'm not well, going to listen so, to them so again, as if it's you. Here comes the, the speak truth in love. Right? Why do you have to go saying you're wrong? Why can't you go and ask questions? Right, and that's why the way can't, it should. Why be. can't I go up to a pastor who I, I hear a message and disagree with and say, "How did you come to that conclusion?" But what I'm trying to say is why. Why would you even get to that point? Because for, for, for me, for example, okay, so let's say, let's just say I decide to leave Southside, right? And I go looking for a different church in our area. Right. Why would I even walk into a church that I know teaches wrong things, that I know is going to teach my kids wrong things, teach things that I don't agree is scriptural, things that I think are you know, maybe secondary issues, but why would I send my kid there just to come send them back home to reteach them what quote unquote we believe? Why would you? Why would I do that? Why, why did I not just go to like a different church that believes similarly as I do, but there will still be people inside that church that disagree? Why would you continue to not go to a church like that where you know that they're teaching falsehood and not try to get a relationship to where you can speak truth into their life? Right. And I believe that's where you. So people where but they you, are. Have you don't to, meet the you have entire be, church you have where to, they are. But you have to become a Roman to win a Roman, correct? That's a Roman. That's so, culture. So, that's that's that, not belief. But that's it culture. is a belief. Romans had beliefs. They believed in multiple gods. Right, it's true. So you, th- but I that's mean, cultural. I'm not saying you go in and say, oh, yeah, I agree that there's multiple gods. I'm saying, hey, if I got to dress like you and go where you go in order to reach you and, and discuss truth with you, I will. But if they're already a believer, but see, that, that conversation is a believer to unbeliever, not a believer versus a believer who believes differently than I do. Yeah, I, I agree. That that's it, why it's I think a bit it's, of a stretch. That's why I think it's okay for a for but, a megachurch to have these bump and concerts for I, their worship service because they are being Romans to win Romans. So I you, the own argument you said, you disagree with no, now. No, because the church is not for unsaved people. We've had this, this, this discussion before. Right. It's not for unsafe people. So what's the purpose of having these bumping concerts when we're supposed to gather together for the equipping of the saints? How is that equipping the saints? It's not. It's entertainment. Well, that's just one of the gatherings, though, because they might have three other gatherings. Possibly, but are they all like that? No. 
they aren't all, I'm not what I'm saying. Like they might have a small group. They might have a, this group, they might have a Dave Ramsey course for finances and marriage and children's and teens and kids and all. But it's the, things. it's the gathering of the body together and you're still not equipping the saints, but you're quoting, you are, you're just having a good old time. Right. It's an entertainment thing. Because they're being Romans it's, to win the Roman. But it's not, you, you don't do that to win. You don't, you don't, it says to go out and preach the gospel. Right. Not, hey, throw a bumping concert to bring in so you can preach the gospel. Right. It's not stay where you're at in your comfort zone to preach the gospel. It's to go out into all the ends of the world. So, so would you, and your, would you take your family to one of those churches that you disagree with? I have. And became members? Again, I don't agree with membership. Well, fine. Be, be, be a part of their covenant community. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't, the only covenant I have is between God and Christ. Right. And not, not, I have no covenant well, I mean, between like, another you know, brother. Start serving there, start I might. participating. I have, in the past I have. Yeah. That, that you completely disagree with? I, I didn't have a family at the time, but I have, yeah. I have. And see, for me, because I Because you got you got to build those relationships. How do you speak truth if you don't build relationships, if you only stay in your comfort zone, God calls us to get outside of our comfort zone. Well, I do. And if it, it's just like the conversation we had the other night. If you think that a brother's an error, why not go and talk to him to build that relationship with him to try to understand him right, speaking right. truth and love? And here's what I'm saying is go to the brother. Don't go to the whole dang church. Why not? They all He's teaching falsehood. If a brother is teaching falsehood, why wouldn't you go and but try to teach here's the deal. Is a gray area of falsehood or is it just an, or is it a... What's the word I'm looking for? A just what they do, well, like maybe, worship preference. Back or to the things. back so to the example. Because here's the deal, ba- though. Maybe baptism. Because here's the deal. Big picture, it's America. There's thousands of churches. Right. You're, we're not going to change it. So why would I take my family to have people teach my kids things that I think why, is not wait, right? Wait a second. The the church shouldn't be the primary source of teaching your kids. Correct. They should not be. But so, they're part of it. They're part of my tribe. They're part of my community. Part of my village. Correct. But you should be teaching them truth. Right. Right? And I am. So they should be able to recognize when something's not true. Not when they're four. Well, that's a little different. I mean, I understand we have young kids, right. but uh, you should still be teaching them truth. And what's the problem with coming out of the church and being like, hey, you know, Elliot, hey, Piper, um, when this was said today, it was wrong. This is what the Bible actually says. And if we were, but if it's if that we were, every single week, why would you even? I mean, then now you, if, if, if I was ex- there, you can explain to them. And why. let's say that pastor is teaching truth. I will go to that pastor and talk with them. But if they're like, "Nope, this is where we're landing. This is it. No questions asked." I'm like, "Great, it was awesome. I don't want to cause dissension, and I don't want to cause cause well, you're, you're, disunity. No, no. So we are going to bow out." But it's it's not. I mean, yes, I agree, but I disagree because disunity has already taken place. It's been taking place for two thousand years. We are not a unified body. We are a divided body. That's what we are. We're we're a body that says, uh, "Screw you! I di- I don't uh, think the same way you do, and I don't agree with you." And so, rather than sitting here and trying to figure out what truth is, I'm going a separate way. That's what that's what we are, and that's what we've been for two thousand years. But why? Why aren't we calling each other to holiness? Why? I don't understand it. We haven't been doing it for two thousand years. And yes, I I am not. I am not so naive that I think that hey, me going and doing this, you know, here and there is going to to change radically change Christianity for us because I'm a realist and I know it's not right. But I'm I want to point out the fact and I want our listeners to know that this is not the way it should be. This is not the way it should be. We should not be divided, but we are. And so because we are, one arrow is easily broken, but a bundle of arrows can never be broken. 
right? Oh, I agree. Yeah. But because we're all singled out as one arrow, one arrow, one arrow, one, one denomination, there's no challenging. We don't challenge each other because we all believe the same. There mm-hmm. is no challenge. There is no iron sharpening iron. It's, hey, you believe the way I do. So let's, let's, let's go frolicking through the fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's none of that ironing, sharpening iron trying to find truth because we agreed that there is a truth. And everything, there is a truth. We just may both be wrong and missing that truth. Or we could both be partially right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, or one person could be right and one person. I mean, but, but, but we don't know if we're not having those conversations. So so let me bring this into the real world then. Because uh, you, you even said it. This is not the way it should be. And right. I agree. It's not the way it should be. This is what happens when you commercialize Christendom. Um, but... This is not the way it should be, all right? But I'm thinking of uh, my kids who have just graduated youth group or in the last couple of years right. or my friends who are moving out of town. What would you say to somebody who is moving into a town and there's all these different denominations? Would you tell them, go find the one that's like-minded and worship together without having to cause dissension or go find the one you disagree with and raise right. hell in their church? Let me... Let me Yes, I said that on the podcast. Let me uh, <laughs> let me do do a follow up question. Okay. Let me uh, this question. It, that's how I'm going to answer it. It was with a question. Ooh, the Jesus method. I like it. Would you say that everyone is called to be a pastor? Would you say that everyone is called to be an evangelist? I mean, yes, to a sense, but I'm talking about like a, a, a what we view today in Christian society as an evangelist. Is everybody called? Everyone's called to be an evangelist because all an evangelist okay. is telling people. Like, is everybody Jesus. called to be a pastor or a bishop or a clergyman or whatever denomination you belong to? No. Because the Bible says some are apostles and some are this and some are that. And that's what I would say to people. Unless you know that you're called to do that, I mean, don't do it. But just realize that you're not going to get challenged like you should. Because how can you get challenged if everybody's constantly agreeing with each other? Where's the iron sharpening iron like we're supposed to have? Disagreements are not a bad thing. They're a good thing because it helps us find truth. But but even in a light-minded church, you're still going to disagree. Mm. Southside, we, there's a lot of people in our church who disagree with people on other things. Yeah, but not to the extent that it should be. Not, okay. the, not to the extent of if we... Uh, I, I'm if also we, on staff, if, so I see it a lot more. If it, well, but not you to know? the extent if we merge with the Pentecostal church. Oh, heavens no, that ain't going to happen. Why? Because we are like-minded in those certain aspects that kind of hold us together. So the little stuff is just little squibbles and squabbles. But see, this is where unity comes in, where I can do things with Pentecostals. In fact, some of my teens come from a Pentecostal church, right. and I and I agree with them on the essentials, but I disagree with them on the other things. So I'm never going to look at this one, you know, the, the mom of these teens and go, you and your family are not here's, Christians. I would say you're you're believers. I just think you got a couple things but here's not the thing. correct. But if, we if, can come together and be unified. If you don't constantly study the scripture and constantly question yourself, do I have truth? You always think you have truth and you may not. You may be missing it. And that's what I'm saying. When somebody gives you a different perspective and you, you have to defend your truth and really go back and study the scripture so you are able to show them the scriptures, you, again, either solidify more that your truth is truth or God may reveal something that it's not and that maybe you missed it, maybe in a small part, maybe in a big part. You don't really know until you get dive back into it. But then and so, on, on the pastoral side, though, let's say someone does do that, and I study the Scripture, and I show them, look, no, this is what the Bible says, right? Let's go back to baptism. I yep. say, no, this is what the Bible says, and right. that person in the church goes, you know what? Nope, I believe in infant baptism. And then all of a sudden, they start wiling up this whole crew. 
My job as a no. pastor is to walk over there and say, look, this is the beliefs of the church. And it's going to sound really arrogant, but this is the beliefs of the church. You personally don't have to disagree, but don't you go teach. And that's the correct doctrine. If you do, no, you're causing so, disunity and you cannot be here doing this because that's me protecting the sheep. I agree, you know, but, but you can't just have a five second conversation where this is what the Bible says and walk away. No, you, and I'm not saying that. You got to say, let's have a conversation. I want to see your side of things. Start it off. My encouragement to people is if you know somebody believes differently than you, ask them questions. Ask them, hey, where, where do you get that from in the scripture? What, what does that mean? Why did you interpret it that way? Um, ask them questions to get make sure that they understand it. One, because then you'll better know how to show your side of things. Right. And then, uh, then you pull out your scriptures. And again, as you're looking through your scriptures, you're either solidifying or maybe God's revealing right. something to you. Um, but I agree with you that if there's a fundamental truth, baptism, and they go and start trying to teach that, that is disunity. And do we kick them out? No, but we do start church discipline. That's the one-on-one -on -one going to them that, hey, this cannot it's happen. It's not church discipline because I wouldn't say you're excommunicated. No, you would say you, you got to get out, you know, kick them out or whatever. Right. That That's that's not the right way to do it. It should be it should be a church discipline. You go to them and be like, look, all right, because God has placed me as a pastor in a spot of authority I need you to honor God and respect the authority until we can work through this and come to a conclusion together. Right. And then at the end of the day, this is the beliefs of, of these people who gather together this church. But you have to make sure that they're open-minded. And that would be the first question I would ask them. I would say, are you open-minded to being possibly wrong? And I would say that you need to ask yourself that question. And I do, and I wrestle with it. So am I open-minded to being possibly wrong in my truth? From but what happens if we don't agree? But it, but we both would agree that all we we agree with the essentials, but we both disagree. See, you're coming what at happens? you're coming at this from a pastoral standpoint. No, I'm coming at it from a standpoint of what happens if we disagree. Do we say, all right, fine, you go baptize your babies. I'm not, and you teach the way you want to no, teach. I we, teach the way we, I want to teach. No, we have to. Agree. We have different denominations where you can worship no, with see, a conscience of mind. Yes, you have. That's that's what's happened. Right. But I do not believe that's the right thing. I believe you continue to have the conversation until you find truth together that you can agree on. That's the way it should be. Right. That's unity. Disunity comes when you, you believe what you're going to believe. I'm going to believe what I believe. Right. But what if you? Ways. But but what if you can't have an agreement because there's two different outcomes that's and I, we're not going to solve this tonight we're no, already no, at but, hour six but let me let me ask you this why do you give up why do you give up the conversation why do you say we're not going to agree we're not going to agree what, what's the purpose of that is it frustration no what, then what is it? the fact that we've been having this conversation for two thousand years um does it is it i have church history books right over there is it that we've been having it for two thousand years we've been seriously open-minded about having this conversation or is it that no i believe what i'm going to believe and i believe i have truth and you believe that you have truth and, and that's so where i keep trying to convert each other and that's right not the way so to do my it. challenge to you is go back and read about the nicene like why we have the nicene creed mm -hmm. they came together and reason said these are the formal beliefs of orthodox christianity Mm -hmm. Inside of that, they still had different beliefs based on Where did, other things. But again, I, I don't... Here's my problem. We can always continue to look at the creeds and what other men have written, or we can look at Jesus and Scripture. And see, and I will disagree with that and say that's not correct because... But why? The creeds came straight from Scripture, and they were used as a way to protect the Orthodox Christian okay. faith because people... I'm not saying that reading... Uh, which we're trying to bring America I'm into not, 2,000 years ago. I'm not saying that reading books is wrong. Right. I'm saying take heed when you take somebody else's word for it. 
Well, I agree. Scripture is everything, right? I agree. Did Christ ever say, I disagree with you, I'm walking away, to a believer? Well, I guess, let me let me go... And I'm not saying that they're not Christians and I'm not walking away from not, fellowship uh, yeah, with them. We're I'm not talking even, about the Sunday not even, morning worship gathering. We're not, we're not talking about salvation at this point. No. And I think we can both agree on that. Um, we're talking about how far do we go and do we just give up? Right. And, and again, we disagree on this and I would like to continue having this conversation just not on this show. Because <laughs> this could be <laughs> a long conversation. But in my opinion, and I'll, I'll end it with this, is that... Uh, as the bride of Christ, we are supposed to be unified. And to just disagree and walk away from each other, in my opinion, is biblically wrong. We can be apart for a time, just like in a marriage, for fasting and praying, but we're supposed to come back together and continue to work on these issues until we find truth. Okay. And that's that's what I believe. Again, hey. Can I ask I'm, one more question on the podcast, though? Because you're a house church guy. And everything I'm hearing you say is we should have one big mega church. Mm. That's what I'm hearing you say. No. Because we should not separate. No. So how do we have different groups in your mind while still being unified? We should have good good gatherings together of all the saints. Yeah, I, I totally think of that, but I think that you can't have community in that way. There wasn't a church of Israel. It was a church of Corinth. It was a church of... In the whole city. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then they the met, church of Corinth. But, but you're not even in the church of Corinth, all right? So we're going to go back and well, think about that. Well, they met in hiding. Well. In the in the catacombs. catacombs. As the church grew, right? Mm-hmm. The church of Corinth. Um, it must not have been that big because they were meeting in houses, right? Well, they were meeting in tons of houses. Okay, but they were still the church of Corinth, right? But they were right. not. They were not constantly getting together as this big group. But ever. Ephesus, we have documentation that they did. Uh, uh, yes, but they also had single cells, right? They had the tribe. We don't know. I mean, they must have. They had to have. If you look at every other church that they, the right. letters are written to, that's how it was. Right. And we know that the Romans and the religious Jews were seeking to kill them. So you know it wasn't a big gathering all the time. Mm-hmm. So they had to have something, right? If we're looking right. at other books and other letters, that's what the conclusion we have to be drawn to during that time period. Correct. So... I, I don't say that getting together as a big corporate body is ever a bad thing. I, I totally agree that it is a good thing. But I think you can't have community doing that. Right. You can't. And that's why uh, if, if, I, if I was totally against corporate gathering, I would not be at Southside. I wouldn't. But I'm not. I'm totally for it. But I also believe that we have to have that tribe. We have to have that community, which is why we have what we call small groups. It's just another term for gathering of believers in the house. Correct. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And call it whatever you want. I don't care. Um, but I think it is an important, an important part of the, of church. And we can see it throughout church history that that's anytime any, uh, corporate body church has thrived. They've always had small bodies of community. No, no I agree. So that's, that's what I think about it. So there we go. That's that's Fuller's final thought. Is, is that Fuller's <laughs> final thought? Sorry, this is uh this has been a long conversation. I apologize. I actually forgot we were recording there for most of this episode. So this is real talk, though, bro. <laughs> like this is what this is. Okay, let's just be honest. This is why we started the podcast. This right here, yeah, right here, and, man. And uh, we don't always come to like oh. 
Hey, Mark, you're right. Or Chris, okay. you're right today. Can I, can I make a joke? Can I make a joke? Go ahead. We just said we shouldn't just walk away, but we're going to walk away from this conversation well, because there's a time frame on it. We're, we're, we're <laughs> walking away from the recording of this conversation, <laughs> conversation but, but this conversation will continue and continue. And it's been Correct. going on for a couple of years now. We've had these conversations about house church and corporate church and this and that. Right. And this is the first formal setting we've had about talking about denominations. But... Um, knowing Mark and I's relationship, we're going to keep having it. We're going to keep having the conversation until we're dead. We find the truth until we find the truth. That's all it's about. That's what, that's what our walk together is about preaching the gospel, which is truth and finding truth together to become better followers of the way. Correct. And, and, and I'll do my final thought with this. I mean, again, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying that we should be unified and that we should, you know, Preferences should be put away, but as a pastor, as a, for lack of a better word, I'm, I'm an under shepherd of the great shepherd, right? Like that's my job. Like I'm not the head of the church, right? Scott's not the head of the church, right? He is the, you're the ones that have, we're the ones you're who are the caregivers, we're the caregivers while, while Jesus is in heaven. You're not the doctor. You're the caregiver. Correct. 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 Um, but my job is to protect biblical teaching. Correct. Therefore, and equip the saints and equip the saints. Therefore, when my kids graduate, I don't want them going to denominations that teach poorly. I don't want them going to a oneness Pentecostal. I don't want them going to a heavy Arminian church. I don't want them going to a, um, honestly, I don't even like them going to independent fundamental Baptist church because they think they're the only ones in heaven. But that's, that's the protective you know? side of you. That is, but that's my job. That's, 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 it's, it's protective. Yeah. Right. I I get it. It's just like a parent with their, their actual children. I mean, we don't want them to make, we don't want our kids to make mistakes. But I will say this for areas that are gray where I disagree with the Lutheran church about this, but yes, we're brothers. We're, we're unified in the gospel. However, I, or the Presbyterians like, um, I would never worship here because I don't believe that's true. For me, it's one of those things where, I want to be at a place where I can worship together with like-minded believers in order to study the scriptures, to be edified, to be unified, to build one each other up and not cause dissension. But I will never, ever, ever, ever say that if a church believes separately than I do, if uh, you believe in the Wesleyan view, the perfectionist view of sanctification, you're really not a Christian. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. In fact, I'll be like, no, I think you got some weird parts of your theology but not. And that's why I think denominations and specifically choosing one is so, so, so important. Absolutely so important. Most of my teens don't know this, but when they graduate and I find out what colleges they're going to, I instantly start looking for churches in their communities. I just flat out do. And I don't tell them what they are until they ask me. But hopefully me alongside their parents, helping their parents raise them right, they would know what the right theology is and what to believe. Hopefully it's not about... uh, So... I don't like big words like theology. Okay, it's that's just, a little word. That's a study it's, of it's, things. It's a stu- yes. It's a study, study of, of God. Yeah. Theos. Yeah. Okay. So to me, it just follow the Bible, follow Scripture, find truth. Um, and and I agree. And I, I'm rubbing my head because where there's room for disagreement, we all are following the Bible. We all are. However we all have different ramifications of how we understand it. And in fact, there's a quote that I'll But if we all follow scripture, if we all follow truth in scripture, right? Then why are you afraid if they go to another denomination or church? Because if they start teaching baptismal regeneration... Because we don't all follow the scripture. And why don't we all follow the scripture? Because we have not continued the discussion. We have gone off in our corners with other people that are like-minded, and we've left it. 
realistically in this world today that's what but we've see done. you're this is where we're different you picture one denomination as the little people who make up it i view it as a big picture mind i guess <laughs> oh we have a hard time explaining this one but but <laughs> but, 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 but here, I'll, I'll close my thoughts with this though it's just the fact of um it's a quote from stephanie herzenberg um, from beliefnet.com she says denominations were created by christians later as they took Jesus's teachings and codified them into formal doctrines. And that's why I like denominations, because there's people who will disagree with things where we both read the scripture, we come together. In fact, I'm pastors, I'm friends with pastors from different churches and different denominations, and we do talk about those. Right. However, I could not ever be a teaching pastor at that church because I would teach it differently, and that would cause dissension and disunity in that body. That's not loving Jesus' yes. bride. Real real time today. Correct. Yes, it's going to happen because the thought process of Christians is wrong. Is wrong. We that's why it won't work. That's why you couldn't go and do that. That's why these conversations don't work in real life. I'm tell the whole premise of everything I've said today is how it should be. This is the garden of Eden of the church. This is the the way I believe that God intended it. Right. Real world it will never work. But and I'm on the practical side where it's like it's never going to be fixed. So what do we do with the mess that we're in? Yeah, right I, yeah. Okay. And, and I, I agree with you. There's going to be it's going to be hard times. And uh, but I would encourage if you feel led, if you have the gift to go out and not and know truth and not be influenced by false teachings, go for it. Same with your teens. If they if they've been raised, if you taught them right, if their parents have taught them right, if they've been raised in a fundamental and they understand the scriptures and their theology is sound, then why be scared? Have them go out and proclaim truth. Right. But I'm not going to send them out because you know God calls me missionaries and evangelists, right? Not people to walk in other churches and cause rumbling and disputing. Uh, I'm, you're, see, you know? you're, you're taking it to the, to the like I'm telling them people to stand up in a church and say, you're wrong. That's not what I'm right. saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying go build relationships with people of other And I agree uh, with other that denominations, 100%. And then f find truth with them. No, I agree with that 100%. Find truth with them. And then on you, Sunday, you, you, go to the church that is like-minded as you. That's, that's where I'm at because that's how you chose Southside as well. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i not going to argue. So with we'd that. agree with that one. Uh, we'd agree with that one. We've agreed with it several things mm -hmm. as we're wrapping it up. Uh, I, I just think that um, it's important that we don't give up on each other just because we belong or disagree on theology. And I will agree with that one. So 100%. That, 100%. That's all I've been trying to say. <laughs> See, we, we had an hour and 18 minute long conversation to that get to this point where we're like, yep. Three, three we minutes, understand, we, we understand we it. it. So, so my closing thought is simply this. Wait, didn't you already have your closing thought? No, because you interrupted it. But <laughs> no, you said, that's all I got. And then I came back <laughs> well, in with, after well, my I do want to end it saying that if you are, if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess you're not Southern Baptist. You might be Methodist, you might be Presbyterian, all these different things. You're still my brother. You're still my sister. Definitely, you're definitely. still a, a we a, still love you. We're, we're all brothers, sisters, adopted sons and daughters, co-heirs to the throne. We're all unified in that. As long as we stand on the staples of the Bible. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I just want to wreck. Just want to throw so that out. So if you there. are listening and you find your, and let's be honest, so wait, there's, before, if you live in Australia, you're not going to be a Southern Baptist. But here's, here's, I want you to, to state the staples of the Bible. Cause you, you, understand them way better than I do. And I want to make sure that our listeners, when we say staples of the Bible, they know exactly what we We kind of touched on a few, or I touched on a few early on in the podcast, but I want to make sure like 
the, the fundamentals of what you have to have and have to believe in order to be a Christian. Just real fast if you got it, Mark. Okay, I'll read the Apostles' Creed, which is the oldest creed that we have. Here we go. Because that's what it was. So it says, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and was crucified dead and buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead. Um, Hold on a second. The one I pulled up, that's not the right Apostles' Creed. That's an updated version. There we go. This is the real one. Rewind. Here we go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He ascended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. I believe in the communion of the saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. You believe in the Catholic Church? It's not, it's, it's little c Catholic, so it's the universal church. So the fact of I believe in the universal church, that there's Christians all over the world, but I also believe in the communion, the gathering of the saints. Let's see. Do you believe it? I, I, Do you believe there's Christians all over the world? I, oh, I'm not disagreeing, but I... I feel, and I may have just. Not, and you got remember, this was written at three hundred AD. I may have just missed it, but did it talk about how it's by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves, but it is a gift from God? Does it say that in there? Because that's a staple. Nope. So I have issue that that wasn't stated. That's the old Apostles' Creed. Well, the the Apostle Creed missed it there, buddy, because that's the <laughs> that's the truth right there. Right. And that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man shall come to the Father except through him. That's scripture. Correct. You can't argue with that. That's what see, that's why Chris don't Chris don't like quoting that kind of stuff because I like to quote the Bible. Sorry, that was a little cajun on everybody. That, that was a little cajun. <laughs> Anyways, Anywho, so, so that's the staples of it all. So there you go. But we'll, we'll, this is a conversation. We keep having it, man. But just not on the recording because people need to go. It's been an hour, 20 minutes. They've had a long commute already. So wow. um, I will say this, though. This was a conversation that legit is real talk. Like right. this was real talk. And we want to keep the conversations going. So if you at all want to follow us on Facebook, Instagram us, comment on these posts, man. We want to know what is going on. Right. But, you know, just like always, we can't end Real Talk Christian Podcast without fun facts. With Fuller. Fun facts. Bro, do you got a fun fact for us tonight? I do. So, fun fact. Help, help us relieve the tension. I don't have any tension. I don't, actually I'm don't relaxed. either. I'm just thinking they have, I think they have tension. Sorry for all you people who don't like confrontation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for all you people who like spiders, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, a baby spider is called a spiderling. Spiders aren't cute, but this name kind of is. Spiderling is the official name for immature spiders on top of that spiderlings are often born in groups of thousands what just saying spiderlings are born in groups of thousands pretty, pretty sure i saw some eggs up in your closet no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> there better not be a single egg in my closet i'm gonna go look and i'm gonna clean it up and i'm gonna go blow some spiders up all right but either way we are so thankful for all you guys who listen leave us a review leave us a comment leave us a post dm hit us up all the platforms, including email, Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, guys, take it easy.
Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.